Today's episode of the Goldcast is sponsored by that like uneasy, queasy feeling you have the night before a conference championship game. Obviously, we've got possibly seven here. I think maybe closer to a six, but that's what this episode is sponsored by. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about just conference finals, what they mean for fans as the Warriors and Rockets get ready to go go get this done tomorrow, begin the journey. And we're going to talk a little bit about them Cavs losing. <laughs> An awesome Mother's Day. And then, right? And then, uh, then we're going to talk about the uh, Giants finally winning. But before we do that, Raymond, why don't you let them know, where can they find us? You can like us on Facebook.com slash The Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Goldcast underscore. You can also... Follow us on Instagram at the Goldcast. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, all under the same moniker, the Goldcast. Like, subscribe, comment. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. We're gonna get into it. Let's do it first. Goldcast intro. Let's get busy. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Goldcast. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host, Raymond Lisa First, baby. Boom! All right. Western Conference Finals begin tomorrow. Warriors at Rockets. Someone asked, Louis B., our L.A. co-host, who's usually here during the NFL season in and out, He's one of those pesky Rams fans. He asked me on a text thread about a week and a half ago, out of all the teams, Raymond, left, which there was still maybe like eight, who do I want to play in the Western Conference Finals? To which I quickly responded, "Uh, duh, the Houston Rockets. They're the number one seed. I want to play the best. I hope they're all healthy. I hope they're ready to go because they're not ready. Houston's not ready. James Harden is not ready. Let's go. Let's go. So here's the thing now. Conference finals for me as a fan, they really get to me. They really, they freak me out. I have to admit, the game I hate the most, the game that freaks me the most out is the NFC Championship. Mainly because the Niners have lost more NFC championships than any other team in NFL history because we're always one game away from the Super Bowl. God damn it. But conference finals, man, it's like, I mean, I'm really confident. I'm also, of course, really nervous. But conference finals, there's just like, it's just, you're just so close. You're so close. You're just one series away. You're one win away. You're one game. You're right there. The championship is... The finals is just around the corner. The Super Bowl is just around the corner. It's right there. You can almost taste it. But you have to get through this one more epping series. One more. And it's like you're so close, but you feel so far. And that's what conference finals, they just get me all in a a tizzy. I'm all just all twisted up inside. I'm all, ah, 
that's how I feel. So I want to ask you, Raymond, how do you feel about NFC Championships, Western Conference Finals, you know, NLCS, National League Conference uh, Championships? What, where, where, where are you at? Where are you at on these? The series or the game before the championship round? How do you feel? I think like any ardent fan, there's, you know, a little bit of nervousness, a little bit of excitement, you know, a little bit of everything, you know, because we kind of, I think we kind of vicariously, you know, live, live the experience through our favorite players. You know, we, you know, we, you see how we all react to games, you know, it's like, it's like we're part of the coaching staff or we're a part of the, you know, the, the roster. Everyone's talks as if they're, if this, we all, fans always talk as if they're somehow involved in the game. You know, like, how come they're not doing this? How come they're not doing that? You know, and get all get all crazy. And then when we lose, we all pout. And, you know, it's like the we world We use the ended. word we a lot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I think with anything, there's always, you know, a little bit of nerves. And you want, you want to win. You want your team to win. You want to see them win. You want to celebrate a win because, you know, sports is a big part of our culture. So anytime there's an opportunity for your team to really go deep into the tournament, you know, it's always exciting, especially when they blow it off. And I think that, uh, you know, the Warriors can definitely do it against the, the the Rockets. You know, they've been doing this longer. They're more polished. They're deeper. You know, the regular season uh, series is irrelevant because this is a different brand of basketball at this point. So we're going to see the best of the best. And I just don't trust Chris Paul or James Harden. James Harden's been to a conference finals before. He lost to us in 2015 when his team was not as good, but good enough to get there. And this, I think, is the best roster he's had collectively. But I don't trust Chris Paul, and I think he's going to be the weak link because Steph Curry can guard him very well. Clay Thompson can, you know, be can serve. You know, he can give trouble to James Harden because you know James Harden it can be. You know, those a game. What is it? The last time they played, where Clay Thompson, everyone, anyone who. Clay Thompson is just a terrific defender, so I expect a lot more two-way play to him. James Harden, we know, does not play great defense consistently. You know, Chris Paul does. You know, he, he's always been a great defender, but I don't. At his age and in this conference finals, I don't trust him to be able to keep up with Steph Curry because that's obviously going to be his assignment. So unless they do a lot of switching, which I don't expect, you know, he might be able to take on some of the the second unit guys, but I don't really see that. Chris Paul. You know, picking up, picking on some of the second unit guys like, you know, perhaps Cook or something like that. But I don't really he's never defended Steph Curry very well, you know, and there's always there's a famous scene of him like losing his footing when Steph Curry's, you know, juking him with his dribbling and skills. And so I don't I see that same thing happening now, especially on this big stage. I don't think Chris Paul's going to handle it very well in this first game. I'd be very surprised if he did, but I don't expect him to. And I think he's going to kind of be the weak link for them in this first game. And that's going to lead to the Warriors stealing one, the first one in Houston, which is they need. They need to take at least one away from them in this home game. Best case scenario, too. So let me ask you this. So let let me ask you this then. Where where do they go? Do do they do they split the series in Houston? What, what's the order? Tell me how many game how many games they win by. What's the order? What what happens? I mean, you don't have to be. I'm not holding you to it, like, you know. But what do you think is the general order of this this series? How it's going to go? I think they're going to win. I think they. I think there's a good chance that they split these first two games. The Warriors win the first game. The Rockets win the second game. Then the Warriors come back and they they probably. I think the Warriors probably take one, one or two games, both games at home, 
and then drop another one in Houston and and then finish them out in Houston. If it goes to six. So you yeah. say Warriors in six. Yeah, I think six. Yeah. I think the Rockets I think are good go- enough to, to I think put it up goes a six, to six. Fight. Yeah, I think it goes to six as well. God, I just this the conference finals to me are always so stressful. The championship is always very stressful too. But I guess it's so stressful because it's so hard. You're just so close. And yeah, conference is this. I mean, it's not, I'll say this. How I feel during an NFC championship game is way more stressed than how I feel, how I'm going to feel tomorrow. I I don't know what to expect tomorrow. Um, if if actually, if like if you put a gun to my head, I think Rockets win game one, Warriors win game two. That's what I think is going to happen. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I obviously, I don't know. Um, but if I, yeah, gun to my head, I think, I think Rockets win them all. Warriors take game two. I think maybe the home crowd that, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes, you know, it's a little overwhelming that first game because it's just the crowd is so against you and the crowd plays such a huge role in all this. But I agree. They're not ready. Houston, you're not ready. Let's go. Warriors. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, they're not ready. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> these, Like I said, these stress me out. <laughs> these kind of games stress me out. So let's move over. Speaking of game one, Boston shocks the world and takes down LeBron handily. Handily. I don't, I don't find it. What was the final shocking. score? Do you know what the final? It's 108 to 83. They, they killed him. 25 killed points. Him. What was your, what was your prediction going into this series? What did you, what did you say? You probably said it on last week's episode, but I don't remember. That was a week ago. I can't, I can't keep track of what happened on this Goldcast a week ago. I think the Celtics can win this because they play defense. They have a deeper team and they play defense. And the reason why, and the Raptors don't play consistent defense, and they have a psychological hangup against LeBron James, which was very evident, even though that on paper and throughout the course of the season. The, the Raptors gave every indication that they had assembled a team that was, you know, at a position to finally get over the, the hump of LeBron James. And they couldn't do it. You know, they just couldn't do it. And the Celtics are a completely different beast. You know, they lost both all-stars that they traded for in the offseason. And they've managed to somehow find a and new still here. confidence. Yeah. And they found new confidence, uh, you know, which gives, I think, it. It begs, you know, the it begs to give a lot of credit to Brad Stevens for what he's done, not only schematically, but also how he's kind of kept them together. You know, didn't like, you know, I think a normal team, your average team would have lost faith after it'd be like if the 76ers lost their two all stars, but somehow kept fighting into the tournament. You know, I think most teams would have bowed out, but these guys haven't. And I think that they have they feel really, really confident. I don't think they could beat a team like the Warriors if they were to go to the finals because that would be a different beast. You know, the Cavs aren't going to put up – Cavs aren't going to defend you. Very, they don't defend consistently. And if you just if you just focus on their offense, you know, for, force James to be a shooter, he's obviously not going to have a poor scoring night like he did tonight every single game. But if you, you know, pick on him enough and force the other teams to try to beat you, you're going to win, you know, four games out of seven. But what, what was your what was your original prediction? Did you even have one? I don't think. What was your we, original I don't, prediction? I don't think for we series? talked about the. I don't think we talked about this series. I don't think we did too. Because. So what? 
what did you, let me ask you, what did you think before today's game and has today's game changed that opinion? Uh, I thought Celtics the whole time. And I really? Still think Celtics. You did? Yeah. Wow. They're deeper and they play defense. It's it's a complete it's a complete reverse of the series the Cavs were just in. So I'm not too surprised at the results. I'm happy about the results, and I think it's it speaks volumes about the Celtics' preparation for the Cavaliers. They knew exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. You know, the Cavs are obviously going to adjust in Game Two, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I don't think it's going to be enough either. I hope it's not enough. Now, here's the thing: if Celtics go down 0-2, I mean, a Cavs go down 0-2. Oh boy! Oh 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 boy, Cleveland! Oh, your backsides—they're going to be tight. Him sphincters is gonna close. Backsides getting tense, feeling the pressure. Don't know what to do. That Cleveland stink all over you. The dark cloud of Cleveland. I'm just, I'm just pretending that I'm, I'm just like trolling the, the one Cleveland fan, fan who's listening to this. Why are you listening to us? I have no idea. But thank you for your patronage. But still. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you assume there's a Cavaliers fan. Listening. You're not ready. <laughs> Right. You're not ready. One the one Cleveland fan who's listening to us just know your team's not ready. Houston's not ready. Let's go. Every time I like you know James Harden has kind of been his usual postseason self like, you know, brilliant at times, inconsistent at times. I just don't think he handles the pressure very well and I believe that that really is what the Rockets are going to succumb to. I just don't think they're built for the pressure. The Warriors have been here three times in a row. They've won two. They've done this before. They've been here before. This is not a new thing for them. And so for Houston, Chris Paul's never been in a Western Conference Finals. We understand what it's going to be like going into the other stadium. We understand the kind of pressure. We understand what it takes to win. We've been here before. They've not. And I think that is going to prove to be the difference. And I also think Kerr's a better coach than D'Antoni. So... You know, they, they, they play a lot of uh, iso ball. You know, obviously Jack just, you know, more threes than anybody else. But yeah, we actually invented this game. This is a team that's last in the association in passing. Really? They're last in passing? Wow. Yeah, and the Warriors are like top three. This is like, this is like D'Antoni's wet dream. This team is like a D'Antoni team on steroids. Uh, it is offensively. But, you know, the reason why he's never won one, you know, because he never plays defense. That's why Steve Nash couldn't take him over the hump because he didn't, pay, didn't play enough uh, defense, which is sad because I would have loved to see Steve Nash get a ring. Yeah, so <clears throat> it's going to be great. I cannot wait. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. Uh, Raymond, Giants on Mother's Day, finally for the moms. How many games did we lose? Ouch. Seven? Was that six. seven in a row? No, six. I think it was six. Just as bad. I mean, you know, say yet that doesn't matter. They're just as bad. <laughs> They're all brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was really, really brutal. Happy to finally, congratulations, congratulations to all the SF Giant mom fans out there for the boys getting a win. I know it's still early. I know it's May. Dodgers seem to have found the rhythm. Giants have lost their rhythm. You know, we're, we're under 500 again. But uh, plenty of time to come back. Plenty of time to come back. But the pitching is atrocious on this team. The offense is amazing. The pitching 
is atrocious. It's atrocious. It's, it's up and down. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not. You know, I think the young guns, if, they, if the young guns can just kind of find themselves, it would make a huge difference, especially since, you know, the, you know, all of the big guns are not in there with the exception of, you know, Cueto's out now. Now Cueto's out and you know, Bumgarner's still out of there too. So it's just crazy. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know how they're going to keep it together, you know, but uh, they need to do something because it's not working, whatever, you know, whatever's happening is not working. Yeah, they need, they need to do something because this is, I mean, you know, pitch, it's also really weird to see a Giants team that isn't built around pitching. It's kind of surprising to see this offense because we've never had this during that dynasty. And now to see us have a pretty, pretty stellar offense comparatively to previous Giants team and then no pitching is so weird. This is the inverse of the fundamentals we won three World Series rings on. And if we're going to turn this boat around, uh, it, we've got to get back to basics when it comes to those pitchings. And, and it just seems like it doesn't even, it's not even about being back to basics. It's more like it just doesn't even seem like we have the talent capable of even doing it yeah i think they do offensively but the pitching just needs to get more consistent you know and they've got kurt young as their pitching coach which is you know he's a long time oakland athletic coach and was you know did wonders for that pitching staff over the course of the years you know dealing with all of their you know all-star trades periodic all-star trades whether it's an arm or a bat you know but he always kind of kept the pitching staff's you know, in check, no matter what. So from the starters to the bullpen to the closers. So I just would like to see that same productivity, you know, translate over here, but it just, it's been kind of up and down. That's all right. You know, this is the time of the season where it's, it's still, it's still gelling, still taking time to gel. I think uh, the end of May and June are going to be good months for the giants. You know, I think that's when everything's going to come together. So you know, the first half of the season, the offense, once everyone doing much. comes back, yeah, and then this half of this, then like, so it's been out of rhythm, right? Because it's a rhythm sport. So the first half of the season when they opened up, pitching was bad, offense was bad. Then pitching got good, offense quite quite wasn't there. Then pitching kind of slowed down a little bit, and then the bats woke up against the Braves, and the pitching was actually doing great against the Braves too. But then, uh, and then after that, uh, we lost six straight, you know, and the, the pitching went out the door, and the offense kind of went out the door. You know, with the exception of a couple games, we scored five runs, shut out the Pittsburgh Pirates today. We scored five runs yesterday, but we also allowed six runs. So, you know, it's just a rhythm sport. They just got to find a rhythm to win more than lose. Well, and that's the thing. The Giants, the Giants, like, it, we're, it looks like we're good for four to six runs. But, like, you can't let Philly score, you know, have three of two games or two of three games. And have, you can't let them put 11 on the board. You can't throw up 11, I mean, 11 jacks? Are you kidding me? That, That's insane. And that's, this is baseball. This isn't football, man. That's hella hard to come back from. 11 jacks? Like, or, I mean, it wasn't home runs, but 11, 11 points? Come on, man. So I think they'll be all right. You know, baseball's a long season, so people shouldn't be, you know, too, they should be happy that the six-game losing streak's over, you know, because we dipped below 500, and the, the goal is to stay above 500 by at least three to five games right now. So they need to get back to that. Get uh, they're they're at home now, so they're done traveling. So it was obviously a really bad road trip for them, for the most part. I mean, they played the Braves, they swept the Braves, which is great, but then they couldn't do anything against the Pirates or the Phillies, with the exception of one you know game. So I think the Reds come into the town, come into town tomorrow, you know. Then after that, the Rockies. So 
and then the Astros, you know, and then the Astros aren't aren't too too great right now. So I think these are these next three series will be a good opportunity for them to kind of get back on track. Well, we're gonna see, Raymond. Tomorrow begins the Western Conference Finals. You say Warriors are gonna win. I think the Rockets will win Game One. We both agree. Warriors in six. Bay Area. This is the quest for the dynasty. We are on the verge. If we win this year, two dynasties in 10 years, six rings, eight championship appearances, all three major sports, 49ers, Giants, Warriors. Uh, the Warriors, the Niners loss hurts even more. But let's, uh, let's go Golden State. Let's hope they turn this one out. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they win tomorrow. Raymond, before we leave, why don't you let them know where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ray Solis. You can also find me on Instagram at Ray Solis one And you can find me on Instagram at Rudy Solis3 and then on Twitter at Rudy Solis3. Rudy Solis3RD. So concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Solis III, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Solis the first, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. This is, is the Goldcast. Cast.